You're now entering a world where the world's greatest audience builders don't hide their secrets. This is How I Built My Audience with Blake Emmel. Do things that don't scale. If I ran a Twitter campaign about celebrating makers or creators, sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. So openly express that, hey, it worked and these are the lessons. It didn't work, these are the lessons. When you, when you do these experiments and put it outside, people started to learn from you as you share them online and especially on Twitter. This episode is brought to you by, well, me. Uh, my free Tuesdaily newsletter is called Creator Kit, and each issue aims to be worthy of mini course status. So join for free today at www.creatorkit.in. Again, that's www.creatorkit.in. We'll see you in there. I'm here with Sharat, who is my friend, and he is my friend from Twitter, but most of my friends are like on Twitter nowadays. I don't have any real friends anymore because I can't go anywhere. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's the same way for you, but Sharad, why don't you just start out and talk a, a little bit about what you tweet about, what you post about, what you're building, just so people can get an idea of who we're working with here. Sure. I'm Sharad. I'm a founder of Shoutout, co-founder of Shoutout. I've been actively shipping projects since last three years using no-code tools I love community building, interacting with people on Twitter, helping them, learning from them and getting education from them. My sort of like interests are around B2B, B2C products, community, no code, build in public, life in general. If you go through my, my feed, I talk about like founder mindset, how to build stuff, how to build people want and that sort of thing. The whole goal for this podcast for me is to talk about what you're doing on Twitter, help other people, mm -hmm. maybe take some of those elements and do the same. And then mm -hmm. also really dissect the building in public part that you've been doing with Shoutout and sure. try to find little lessons in there for people that are maybe starting their own projects and sure. maybe they're a little bit scared about certain parts of that process. So <laughs> that's the end goal. But let's start at the beginning. How long uh -huh. have you been on Twitter or social media in general, actually trying to grow an audience? So I started using Twitter around end of 2018, but I was never intentional back then. It was just me testing the waters, interacting with people and that's it. I never like really hacked how to use Twitter, but I love the, the community there. There are so many knowledge workers, people exchange information and educate each other and uh, help each other and whatnot. So I slowly understood what Twitter is just, it's, it's not just a social media platform. It is more than that. I feel like it is you literally putting outside vulnerable, transparent, and getting to know others as well on the same lines. And you, you find these like-minded people, and it is a university in my opinion. You have tech I don't know, tech professors, you have mm -hmm. artists, you have designers, you have founders, you have investors. So basically, it's up to you how much you can give on Twitter so that you can get back from Twitter. So my philosophy was to give more. And I followed Gary Vee first. Like he's one of the inspirational figures for me in, in my whole life. And he always says give. 
and then ask. Mm -hmm. So I've been like literally doing that, the giving part, like most of my time. So I spend, if I spend on Twitter, I spend 90% giving and hopefully like 10% asking for questions and whatnot, for returns and whatnot. Yeah. When you say giving, give, what are examples of what giving means on Twitter? So uh, when I say giving, it particularly means like you have a specific knowledge and share that with others and provide value, convert it to others so that they can benefit out of you. So if I say for, for me, I love products. I love the, the maker mindset. I love no code. And when I learned something, I instantly put it outside. A recent example, I, was, I did the same thing literally like two days ago. Shoutout was applying for Y Combinator and I went to I went to find some resources to for inspiration and just for examples. I couldn't find one. What I did was I spent like thirty minutes of time and I found some amazing resources. The in the immediate moment, instead of me saving those resources in Notion or anywhere, I put a thread outside. That went viral. That went I don't know like two hundred retweets, seven hundred likes, and blah blah blah. It is value for others. I can actually do one thing. You know what? I, I found my resources. I'm good for the day. I prep for YC interview and whatnot. That is the thing you need to do. Double down on giving more. And once you start doing that, you'll find joy in that. Because people are finding value in the things you do. And it's, it's, just, it's just a fun thing for me. I don't know about others, but I find a lot of fun giving back to others and providing value for the community. What about your engagement strategy? What's been, if you have one at least, like what, when you look at other people's content, what's the general strategy that you've followed for yourself on how you interact with other people? So uh, I think one of the strategies I followed when I was starting like using Twitter is to engage a lot. Meaning let's say, let's take Naval as an example. He writes a thread, interact with him on a consistent basis. My, my strategy is consistency. That's mm -hmm. it. I show up every single day, even today. Some days suck. Some days I don't get an engagement at all, mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter. Enjoy tweeting out. And I said this before as well. Twitter for me is daily journal, which everybody can read, basically. So I put it outside my thoughts, what I'm thinking on a, a literally like a minute to minute basis. And sometimes it resonates with others and sometimes it, it won't. And it's fine. It's not about like you getting those likes, retweets or the whole numbers. It's basically, again, expressing yourself. And Twitter is that platform you, you can widely express, like broadcast that, that expression to millions of people. Mm. That's Yeah, that's super interesting. Let's chat a little bit about technicalities in Twitter that have actually worked for you. So whether it's formats of tweets that have worked, you mentioned that one tweet recently, putting together a bunch of resources around Y Combinator application that went that did really well. Mm -hmm. What are some of the consistent formulas, if, if there are any that exist? I don't know if there are, but for you at least, what's worked? Yeah. what works consistently? For me, threads work consistently. If I put a thread, which is a lot of value, again, fundamentally, if it is providing some sort of education or some sort of information from my experiences to others, when I broadcast that thread, it works well, really well. And I feel like uh, it, it all belongs to what is your niche. I think uh, Jack Butcher said this before, I guess, you don't find your, your niche finds you, which is absolutely true when it comes to Twitter. 
the moment you start like doing tweeting about like things you personally love about or you personally enjoy about there will be certain number of people who resonate with you instantly and you and i that's what that's literally how you and i met you talk about how to use twitter and i talk about how to use twitter and we met we instantly clicked in the first i don't know like in a first interaction and i know this guy because hey blake really understands the ins and outs of using twitter and i think those are the things uh, i would love i would recommend people to like focus on but when it comes to like formats i feel threads work fantastically well and at at some point i used to use a lot of gifs like mm. insane you know amount of gifs and that that worked back then so i think it's seasonal in in my opinion it it changes day by day but mostly i think interactions with uh, with high follower accounts and be very mindful when you talk uh, don't talk since i would say mm-hmm. even though you disagree don't just like comment on that so if you disagree with someone you don't have to agree with everyone right so if someone else's opinion is not resonating with you just pass on to that tweet i mean move on from that tweet and focus on something which you and the other person resonates well with each other yeah i hope i answered that question no right. yeah that, uh, that's certainly definitely like the way you go about building relationships on twitter if you want to find people that you vibe with don't just go out hating on people i think maybe right. there, there are probably instances where it's probably healthy to disagree with people online so long as you're just really coming to the table with solutions and different ideas to sure. actually learn more uh, if, right. if you're if you're open to that back at you too like you have to be willing to receive it too but for the sure. most part it's yeah you, you you really just need to find people that teach you things people that you're interested in and right. have friendly conversations with like it's not all that different than real life if you want somebody mm-hmm. to like you in real life you are you just be a nice person you probably have some similarities and right. you put in some face time with that person it's the same thing online there's really not that big of a difference and True. i'm i'm curious if we dive into the whole building in public which is really a movement mm-hmm. that's very popular on twitter specifically it happens on other platforms but mm-hmm. you've been building shout out basically mm-hmm. it's based on twitter social twitter. it's obviously the natural platform for that to be promoted but t- what were some of the things that scared you up front about making so much of it public i don't i don't see, see i think to be honest there is no downside for building public even if the only downside people talk to me about is copying your idea and i feel there is an upside as well because if someone is copying your idea that means there is market there mm-hmm. so you have a validation there but i feel like to answer just your question i don't I, i never got scared in general that's why i put it outside and talk about things we do i feel like if when it comes to like sensitive things let's say fundraising i don't want to disclose the amount that makes sense so if if something is really sensitive in terms of fundraising and all all those things which i feel like a lot of people are already doing they show the numbers as well how much revenue they're generating how many users they are getting on a week to week basis the growth and what not so i think i never got scared about building in public gotcha what tactics have you actually used to do this effectively though cuz you could in theory start building something and tweet about it and nobody cares that's not been the mm-hmm. case for shout out thankfully but what what have you actually <laughs> done to promote the shout out account to show what you're building in public 
and to be able to actually have time to still work on the thing too, because that's it adds, <laughs> it adds an extra element where you're not just building right. the thing, you're documenting the building of it. So how have you juggled all of it? So I think one of the things I've, from the beginning I, I started to do is to hype it up, meaning, hey, this is something we love and you educating people about like social proof and the importance of social proof. And in a way it clicked and obviously there is a market there. That's why it clicked. And the other thing is I opened up all my experiments that do things that don't scale. So if I ran a Twitter campaign about like celebrating makers or creators, sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. So openly express that, hey, it worked and these are the lessons. It didn't work, these are the lessons. So I feel like when you, when you do these experiments and put it outside, people started to learn from you as you share them online and especially on Twitter. So for shout out, that's what that's entirely our strategy since the beginning. Uh, we te- I tend to find my co-founder on Twitter by putting a bad signal on Twitter. So once I did that, I shared the whole experience writing another thread. Mm-hmm. This is how you can find a co-founder on Twitter, you know, using build in public. So you experiment, you learn, you succeed or you fail, you share both of the results in the same way. So you, you basically balance it out in a way that you're pro- again, the value addition is your experience and your lessons. So that's that's the fundamental strategy like you've been using for uh, shout out mm. so from the beginning. So social proof, let's dive into this a little bit more. This So it's not a new concept whatsoever. It's been around right. since the dawn of time. There are billions of forms of social proof. The one that you're mm. really going after with shout out, at least right now, is mm-hmm. Twitter shout out. So like social right. proof in the form of people finding you on Twitter, thinking you're a cool person or thinking your product's cool, your course, whatever, and actually mm-hmm. tweeting that out. Uh, and that allows you to embed basically into a wall. So just painting a right. picture for what shout out really actually looks like. But in terms of social proof, what about the accounts that just really want to build in public? They want to build something. They're into everything you've just said. They want to be great at Twitter, but they've got 20 followers and mm-hmm. one of them's their mom. And they... <laughs> don't have any social proof. They've never worked with clients that they can put their logo on something. They don't have any shout outs on Twitter. What, how are you going to coach that person to start and actually get to a point where there is social proof? There, there are like the short answer is consistency. You have to do a lot of work. So proof of work and social proof, they go hand in hand. If you don't have a proof of work, you can't get social proof at all. So in our, Focus on, I would highly recommend people who are just getting started, like be it creators, be it designers, be it like makers, founders, anybody, start building your proof of work first. When you do projects like those, when you put it outside, share your experience, the phase one is more of like you building in public while you amp up your proof of work. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure someone will recognize that. And that's how, that's what happened with me. That's what happened with you. And it happens over time, but not overnight. So consistency, patience, and perseverance, you have to do things over and over again to build social proof, basically on your proof of work. So for example, I don't know if you met Janelle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She literally started her Twitter game 2020, mid of 2020, she had what, 200 followers or I don't know, less than that. Right now she has 7K, I guess. Mm -hmm. The reason is she did 
a lot of building in public, sharing her lessons, her experiments and everything. And it, it took a lot of time for her too. And once she cracked that, you know, once she, once she launched some of the projects, which she did, again, proof of work, there you go. The social proof instantly comes and it's a, it's not a overnight game. It's like an over, over time game. My final kind of thread or question here would really just be based on basically your general advice on uh, building a company uh, around mm-hmm. or, or building an audience around a company. And so you, you've, we've talked about building public. That's obviously a huge part of this, but you're still fairly early on with shout out. I know that maybe five years <laughs> from now we could have a conversation and really be able to get into the details of this, but I just would love to hear what your experience so far has been with managing a branded account uh, mm-hmm. in Twitter that you own, but isn't actually you. It's shout out and how you actually have made that successful, what your plans are for it, what you maybe would have done differently. I'd love to mm-hmm. go into that. The one thing we did at shout out and we, I wanted to do that again and again is celebrate the community. So if you go to shout outs account, the brand account, I feature people like Jack Butcher and ask others what Jack did for you know them. Mm-hmm. In a way, Jack is going to win because he did. He's getting social proof, and the other people are recognizing what Jack is doing as well. So he's getting a lot of shit ton of value, to be honest, just by celebrating like what he's doing. So, featuring celebrating community is like the fundamental thing. That is the only strategy I've been using. Obviously, you know, I'm, I'm working on part time. One of the reasons I spoke to you as well on that, right? So, <laughs> is to actually make it like more about the community and less about what we are doing mm-hmm. or in, in, in to put it other way, literally give complete credit for the community for what they're doing, celebrating them, celebrating their work and showcasing and spotlighting them so that they get a lot of attention, traction from our accounts. So that's why I, once I tweet about celebrating the company or a creator, I instantly tweet about them as well. So it's basically organically grows over time and time. And it's a win-win for us too. We win, they win too. So that, that, that was, I think, the, the, the straightaway, straightaway strategy I'm using right now. But over time, yes, I want to, here's something I want to tell, I think, for the audience as well. So a lot of people doesn't know the power of social proof. There are only 10% people who actually knows hey, this is how social proof works. Even though they know the concept of social proof, nobody actually have a wall of love. If you go, I, I literally did this as a research. Out of 100 people, 10 people actually have, 10% actually uh, have a testimonial page or a review page, whatnot. Mm-hmm. 90 people, they just, they just even know, or I don't know. So our goal is to educate them. Our goal is to let them know by by educating with powerful case studies. So that's why... I'm create. I'm giving access to like powerful creators, and we're seeing results. So for KP, for example, he used shoutout for his ODNC cohort. Robbie is used shoutout for his performative speaking cohort, and a lot of people are using like. And you use for you know this podcast, I guess. Uh, yeah, I use it. Yeah. So basically, you are real people, and. We wanted to uh, talk to real people and get the case studies out of you, like how you benefit out of children and help others to actually educate them as well. So that I want everyone to win. And that's the reason Shoutout is 
uh, founded. It's a give first mentality type of a product where other people get gain get benefit out of like, you know, using our platform. Sure. It's, I'd highly recommend you checking it out. I, I would love for you to just have a moment here to, to speak about where people can find Shoutout, where they can find mm-hmm. you and mm-hmm. just give your pitch. Why should people follow you? Why should they check out Shoutout? The platform is yours and then we'll finish things off. Awesome. You can find me on Twitter at 5-H-A-R-A-T-H. I know it sounds ridiculous, but that's what my handle is. <laughs> and I talk about startups, founder mindset, uh, B2C products, no code, how to build community. And like I said, in the very beginning, I I get a little philosophical when it comes to doing, taking action, picking choices, habits, and whatnot. Hit me up if you need anything or any help in those regards. My DMs are open and I'm, I'm always... I love to talk to strange people and help them in their own way. Yeah, like me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and shout out, you can actually find shout out at shout out SO underscore. We are in private beta. We are soon launching to public and we're super excited to give access to everyone. And, and literally, I just want to see like the positivity outside. How many people are actually talking about positively about others? And that is something like that drives me to do shout out more and more. And my, my co-founder, Curtis Cummings, he is an amazing CTO slash co-founder, a genuinely empathetic person, which I really got lucky to find him. So he, you can find him at, at Curtis Cummings. And that's it. That's a wrap. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on, Sharat. And uh, check out Shout Out, check out Sharat and, and Curtis as well. And we will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to How I Built My Audience. If you found something noteworthy or interesting in this episode, remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And hey, share it with a friend.